0: What's going on everybody? Welcome in Thursday episode, all Canadian, Wade Zanketa, Connor O'Neill here. and We are going to be doing some CFL stat predictions. We're going to be running it down. Who we think is going to end up leading in in most categories at the end of the season. And then we get back into playing a little bit of GM mode. Three more picks for Wade and I. So we will have that at the end of the show. Wade, Thursday, what's going on man? My
1: Italian bet and my Phoenix Suns bet, both gold. England, we're recording right now, St- second half just started, it's tied up, so we will see on that one afterwards, but I'm feeling pretty good in the Wade's Wages, we're going to take a break from that today, it's a slow little time for sports until we get into the weekend, but as always, we can start off the episode with a nice cold, crisp Sawdust City beer. Sawdust City Brewing Company offers brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. This July, CFP listeners have gotten our exclusive promo code extended once again. Use all caps CFP during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only, must be of legal drinking age.
0: And as we do return to play, our friends over at Fox 40 are helping you do that. The Canadian Football Perspective Podcast Network is brought to you by Fox 40, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology. For 15% off all of your return to play whistle needs, visit fox40shop.com and enter the code CFP15 at checkout for 15% off. Fox 40, return to play. We are getting football. It is official. But, as we jump into news and notes here, CFL-XFL talks, dead. Dead in the water, we're returning to CFL, but we will not be returning to talking about XFL football for a little while.
1: Well, at least until 2023 when the XFL has pushed their season until. So they will not be going this year, they won't be going next year. You're going to have to wait two more years if you are south of the border to get some outside the norm of football dosage. Outside of the NFL, outside the NCAA, now you don't have any other modes of getting your football, except for the Spring League, you know, the Arena League, but we, of course, are always going to welcome you to come and enjoy the Canadian Football League. CFL football up
0: here, still got it. According to the press release earlier today, the CFL and XFL have jointly decided to not pursue any formal arrangements at this time. The CFL, this was my favorite part. CFL is squarely focused on preparing for August 5th and the start of our 2021 regular season. We are getting CFL football, as we have said so many times. Edmonton, I don't know. I I don't know if you saw or what your thoughts were, but they kind of, in my opinion, they echoed or just said out loud what everybody up north was kind of thinking here
1: community-owned team voicing the thought of the majority of the community that's that's what it came down to for me with the Elks if you guys didn't hear it they said they are fully committed to the CFL and our treasured brand of Canadian football so with that kind of closes the first chapter in the books of the XFL CFL talks these talks can resume at any time they can still be be a partnership down the road but for now for 2021 it's Canadian football as per usual but with a ton of restrictions due to COVID-19 and before we do start talking
0: about some CFL news one last bit of or one last point I guess on the CFL XFL stuff the talks are dead they've been killed but what do you like what do you think it was that actually killed the talks because they just said we've decided to not pursue any formal arrangement, which means they couldn't come to an agreement. Do you think it was the ratio rule, the field, the downs, the number of players? Like, For me, the most obvious one has to be the ratio rule, right? Uh,
1: We talked about this a bit today with Aaron Korolnik, and it was the gambling. We know that the CFL is tight for cash. Redbird obviously bringing in a lot of revenue and a lot of free cash. I mean, it's Redbird Capital for a reason. That's what they do. They had a lot of money, and once Bill C-218 went through, the CFL kind of looked at their models and projections and said, okay, if we have this much revenue coming in from gambling, do we need a partner to help us be financially stable? And I think the talk as of right now was not at this very moment. I think the ratio dual rule was definitely a talking point, but I think the gambling and the extra revenue it's going to bring to the league swung the tide.
0: Yeah. The gambling opened up huge doors, especially with it being pushed through and pushed through the Royal Ascent. June 29th, it went through the Royal Ascent. We were waiting for it to become law, but good thing you didn't gamble on whether or not there was going to be a CFL XFL merger because there will not be. Unfortunately though, what there will be is more retirements in the CFL and some big ones at that. Starting it off In Edmonton, starting left tackle, Tommy Draheen planning to retire, is, quote, not interested in the current playing restrictions. So yet another retirement we have seen due to the COVID-19 restrictions put in place by the league.
1: Yeah, and Jason Lausanne Seguin, same thing with Montreal. He's retiring for this season. Uh, That's another loss, and we are getting closer and closer to it's got to be a a final date for guys to make their decision but it seems that more names are flowing in, unpleased with the COVID restrictions but the CFLPA did bargain these, they did work it through with all their players and then the CFL and the health units so the majority of players did say yeah this is fine but we're seeing a lot of names come out that are not as in favor of it
0: and another name, DJ LaLama who is on the fence right now, will not be reporting to camp for Montreal. He's placed on the suspended list, undecided on the season as of now. Man, three names off the board, three bigger names off the board here, too. And Tommy Draheem, Jason lozon Sagan, DJ Lalama. What do you think's the biggest loss? I mean, for me, it's gotta be it's gotta be between lozon Sagan and Tommy Draheem,
1: but uh, I'll, I'll go with Lausanne Sagan. He's a big piece for Montreal. Uh, they that's a big piece then them to lose defensively, and if we're looking at them as a whole, that's one area where they really need to step up their game. They're going to compete for the throne of the East.
0: Yeah, I think Edmonton's offensive line is deeper than Montreal's entire defense. I mean, not a lot to throw around on defense. Certainly not a lot of pieces to lose either. So that's a, that's a big loss. And that, I would say, is the biggest loss for me because Montreal has every opportunity now to go out and prove that they can be one of the best teams in the East. But one of the things that we've been harping on all offseason is they need to get better on defense. You lose Henock Bawama in free agency. Now you go out and lose Lozana Sagan. So tough, tough spot for Montreal here.
1: And Dave Campbell out in Edmonton making a fantastic point. Saying, I wonder once the restrictions ease, especially for fully vaccinated players, if those who are retired will be willing to play. Current restrictions are in place until after week two. Is this an option for players? Are they able to say, I opt out, I opt in? Or is it once you opt out, so long, see you next year kind of thing?
0: I think, I don't know, this is a tough one. I think the CFL has to have some sort of contingency in place or start to be thinking about this because players are are saying I'm out at a rapid pace now. And not only players, but if you're a fan of the league, these are big name players that have said, I'm good, I'm out, or I'm good, I'll see you next year. Like In the past three weeks, we've had big names, not only big Canadian names, but just big league names in general. So I, I don't know. I think the CFL has to seriously start looking at this and say when possible, when we can loosen these restrictions, we should start thinking about it. And then if they do start thinking about it, maybe we see a recuperation of some of that talent, but I don't know. I, I like, what do you think? Is there going to have to be a set hardline date in there just so that teams can get ready and prepare and have those rosters set? Like it's tough to, to just go and bring guys back in and now the third, fourth week into the season.
1: Uh, I think in terms of roster composition, you're going to have to restrict the guys coming back because if you're making a roster like we're already tight on cash, you're going to have to get some guarantees paid off once you determine who is on your active roster. Now all these guys come back, if you want to put them on your extra roster, you're going to have to pay more money, cut someone, and still have their guarantee on your salary cap. I just think it's it's too messy financially to be slotting guys in or out this late in the year. But, on the topic of vaccinations, the Calgary Stampede, which is returning this year, will be requiring proof of vaccination for certain music venues during the festival. This is the first event, I believe, in Canada that is going to be asking specifically to prove your vaccination records before you go in or when you buy your tickets so if this works could we see this continue as we look towards packing a stadium for the gray cup
0: yeah first event that i've heard of so if we're wrong i mean fact check us that's fine but first first one that i've heard of and i actually really like this because now in ontario too when we've gotten our second shots here you get an email that said hey you're this person here's your name whatever your information you now have it says explicitly on the sheet you have received two valid doses. So, we do have forms of proving double vaccinations or vaccinations. So, it's not out of the realm of question. And I think it's actually something that you should think about doing if your sports team's trying to return to play. I mean, if you are set on having safety protocols, this is just a smart safety protocol to have, in my opinion.
1: Yeah. And you can, it doesn't determine if you get into the vac or into the venue per, per se, but you can do what some of the NBA teams did where one side away from the view of the TV cameras is all the non-vaccinated people socially distance. And then the other side of the stadium are all the vaccinated people having a blast, having the time of their lives. And, you know, it'd, it'd be a good way to get more seats in or seats filled in these stadiums. Um, everyone has a phone. Most people have tickets on their phones, you, it's something you could easily implement. Uh, I, I'm excited for it. It's just uh, if we do that, then how do we prevent people from forging documents and all that jazz? It just gets messy, but there's experts way above my level who can sort that stuff out if they decide to go that route.
0: Certainly experts way above my level as well. But yeah, no, it's just we just saw this. We thought it was a it was you know a little bit exciting, bit of, bit of some good news. Some more good news, Bill C218, as we said, is on the move. And we have an aiming point for when we will start to be able to bet on single events here in Canada. They're aiming for the football season, not the CFL season, but the NFL season, which puts us at Labor Day. So we would be able to bet on NFL football and CFL football early on. Great cup betting, legally. I'm excited, I'm excited. It's just progression.
1: Yeah, it's another step in the right direction. Uh, I'd like to see how they implement this. Maybe they go with like a full Las Vegas Raiders where you have a concession stand at your stadium with gambling and prop bets available to you. So uh, that'd be a cool way to do it, but I'm excited that we're getting this going. Time now. As we talk about betting, we continue to talk about betting. Connor's cover is going to make a comeback for one day. connor has got a couple that he really likes. So I will take a heat check for the weekend and I will come back on Tuesday. Connor, you got some Phoenix Suns lines you're liking apparently. I got two. You got two. It's a little bit of a slow day. We have the NBA Finals coming
0: up tonight. So I'll give you two quick hitters that I like. The game line, as of now, is set at five points. I like the Phoenix Suns to win outright. I think Milwaukee is going to have to keep this one a little bit closer, but I like Phoenix still walking away with a win. So Phoenix money line is my first take. I'm going with a player prop here. DeAndre Ayton rebounds set at 12 and a half for game two. The man had 19 in game one, an absurd amount. I know, but he has been absolutely cleaning the glass throughout the entire playoffs in this final. I think he is certainly one of the best big men so, DeAndre Eight and 12.5 boards seems like easy money to me here. Those are my two lines for Thursday night's action. You can get them on Bet99.
1: As always, we are responsible gambling. Every game starts at Bet99. You guys know already go on over, sign up with the code CFP, get 100% of your initial deposit matched up to $600. Let's get into some CFL stats.
0: We're going to be going through who we think is going to top the leaderboards in the major categories for this CFL season. So let's start
1: off with the, the fun one, the one that everybody wants to hear. We'll talk some quarterbacks. Passing yards, Vernon Adams coming in hot for me. I think he is going to be on point with his accuracy this year, and they're going to stretch the ball. I know they have Will Stanback. We'll get there for you, but to me va's team va's offense and if they are going to be winning games it's going to be on the back of his arm
0: or his legs but i i like the va pick i just don't know if i could go there for passing yards leader i think he's going to be up there they're going to be forced to throw a lot but i don't know man i don't i don't know if he's going to just because of the the versatility and the dual threat ability i don't know if he's He's strict if he's going to win because he's going to have to do a lot more than just throw the ball for this Montreal Alouettes team. For me, Cody Fiardo is where I'm leaning for passing yards leader. He said himself he's been working on staying in the pocket a lot over these extended offseason here. He's got two of the best in Canadian football right now in Kyran Moore and Shaq Evans, obviously. I think Fiardo is going to have a hell of a season. And everything that you said about Montreal winning games on the arm of Vernon Adams, I think rings true for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders in the West. So my
1: pick is Fiardo. On to rushing yards. I like Cody Fiardo for that pick as well. Obviously the odds-on favorite to win MOP. Rushing yards, though, I'm sticking with what's tried and true and never proves you wrong. Andrew Harris, Winnipeg Blue Bombers, just keeps ticking a long raking in yard after yard after yard, year after year. Prove me wrong, any other running back in the league, but I will rock with Andrew Harris all the time. I really
0: wanted to go with Harris here, but then I got to the dock late, and I saw that you had already taken him, and I was like, damn it. You could have taken him. I could have. We could have agreed, but that's I don't know. We agreed a lot with the U Sports stuff, so I want to bring some diversity to today's episode. A little bit of parody. Uh, but another guy, I mean, if we're talking rushing yards, maybe he doesn't hit, but I still think he's going to have a really good season. William Stanback, Willie Stanback running back for the Montreal Alouettes tried and true. Like you said, but red, white, and blue, ah, that's a good one. I I don't know. I think, um, with, I think for him, Montreal leaned on him a fair amount in 2019. Last time we saw him out, he was, he was one of the leaders in the league in 2019 as well. I think he's only going to build on that. Uh, I think they trust him with the ball a lot after the 2019 season. So I think he's going to be up there again in yards. If we had rushing touchdowns in here, I might've gone with Willie Stanback to lead rushing touchdowns as well.
1: He is a force in the backfield. So I do not hate your pick. Receiving yards. We're moving along the offensive stat categories. We'll get to a couple defensive ones afterwards. Receiving yards. Who do you have? I, this is a toss up for me. I was going to I was thinking of going with your guy, but I went in a different direction. So well,
0: it had to be between these two guys, right? I mean, like solidly the 1A 1B of the of especially, the CFL right
1: now, especially for us and the way we talk about and watching like these guys on the field. So if that's any indication, I mean, for me, I I
0: like Wade's not going where you think he's going. I'm going with Wade's guy and Brian Burnham in this one all the way out to the West Coast with BC, the best coast, certainly one of the best receiving coasts. Brian Burnham was at the top or near the top of the leaderboard in 2019. Michael Riley is throwing him the ball. And the BC Lions have tried to retool that offensive line. They are really focused on keeping him upright. The most sacked quarterback in 2019. BC certainly needs to change that. And I think that's only going to bode well for Brian Burnham because the more that Michael Riley is standing up, the more he's able to throw the ball, which means more targets, more yardage, more receptions for Brian Burnham. He was one of the best in 2019. I think he's going to be the best in 2021.
1: I can't even, like, there's nothing else we can say about these guys. I'm going Shock Evans for my pick. With Kyran Moore sitting there, you can't slant your coverage to him because they can just separate the two of them. Shock Evans is impossible to cover one-on-one because worst case Ontario You throw him up a jump ball, nobody's stopping him. With me and Shaq Evans, you got the deep playability, you get the underneath, you get the physicality to break tackles, the speed to run away from people. You get everything in that package, and oh yeah, Cody is right there at quarterback slinging the rock. He's damn good at it. So is Michael Riley, but with Shaq, I, I, I wanted to go Brian Burnham. I'm saving Brian Burnham for a different pick. I'll leave Shaq Evans for the receiving yards. I, like, we can't even argue these picks. It's more so just like, hey, you flavor guys are really month. good. <laughs> it's flavor of the month. That's what it is right here. Everyone likes everyone in this list. It's just ELE. E-L-E! read the signs. But no, uh, we're going to go to receiving touchdowns. I'm going to spoil my pick. It's Brian Burnham. I didn't have him in yards, but I think in the red zone, high red zone, and in the tight goal line, he's going to be a nightmare for people. Michael Riley is going to be wiring the ball around to him and I I think it's gonna result in a lot of six point scores for the Lions
0: again I can't even say anything because it's it's just facts he's just a damn good wide receiver he's a heat-seeking missile in the red zone however one guy that we cannot forget to mention if we are talking about wide receivers in the Canadian Football League and that is Brandon Banks This dude is just a walking catch. He's a walking touchdown. Led the league in 2019. He just gets open. And when he gets open, he gets in space, makes people miss. It's ridiculous what this guy can do all over the field from varying positions on the field too, especially when he gets into the red zone. Just just a weapon.
1: I know Coach Bolt is loving the fact that he gets to finally return to the hammer and coach a guy like Brandon Banks who is going to electrify their special teams unit? Honestly, if we were including special teams touchdowns in this, I would have to agree with you on the Brandon oh, Banks, no but we're question. just going offensive skill touchdowns that's rushing or receiving. Oh, good pick by you, but we're going to move into some defense. Connor and I kind of agree on this one. Uh, interception leader, Saskatchewan Roughriders, Nick Marshall. This is the only one where we kind of
0: found ourselves agreeing on this one. Nick Marshall, when you look at him last time out, he had five interceptions in 2019. Solidly one of the best cover guys in the league. The two players that were at the top of this category in the previous season, Winston Rose and Trey Roberson, they're now getting shots in the the NFL with Cincinnati and Chicago, respectively. So that leaves the door open for Nick Marshall to slide in here have a heck of a season, and top the leaderboard in 2021. I think he does it. I really do. He's uh he's one of my favorite DBs to watch. His feet are so smooth. His hips are just quick. I mean, the way he gets Especially in and out. Especially
1: as a former quarterback, too, yeah. right? Don't forget, for all of our listeners, Nick Marshall was the one that led Auburn on that magical run where they beat Georgia on a late Hail Mary. Uh, so that's a quarterback coming over, playing defense, And now he's got Nelson Lacombeau on the other side. So maybe teams aren't going to be as okay throwing to the field corner. They're going to have to target Nick Marshall more. And that is bad news for offenses. Five interceptions like Connor mentioned. Winston Rose had nine. In a shorter season, I could probably see him getting to six this year, seven. That's like a pick almost every two games. That's a lot. That's a high pace to get. But if anyone's going to do it this year, my money's on Nick Marshall.
0: Agree, agree. But now back to the disagreeing. Sacks, who do we think is going to lead the league in getting into the backfield and putting quarterbacks on their butts? I will let you start this one off.
1: There is no bigger human than Willie Jefferson. He is a force, he's a physical anomaly. And when he gets around on the edge, it is hell. A lot of speed to keep up with, a lot of strength, a lot of length. That's gonna translate this year into a ton of production in the stats column. Willie Jefferson, I put him as my defensive uh, player of the year. This is just only gonna help that title case,
0: dude. With Willie Jefferson, I don't know if you've seen some of the odds recently. Like you said, you said defensive player of the year, but he is on some of these betting lists as a most outstanding player of the year. Like he and like up there, big over
1: top of some bigger names. So and you're gonna turn around and disagree with me on. This I am one. after I am saying bold. that you have to turn around and disagree. I, yeah. So are you sure you want to disagree? One last chance before you I state am. your pick. I okay. am sure I okay. want to disagree. I'm, I'm feeling
0: spicy today. You got me hot over that Carlton mess on Tuesday. Goodness,
1: one of your GGs came to bat for you. Uh, on I our saw it. TK page.
0: TK was saying cap cap. I agree with you, TK, but. I'm gonna sit around and disagree with Willie Jefferson, even though it's ridiculously hard to do. I'm going with Charleston Hughes, newly acquired Toronto Argonaut Charleston Hughes. And I'm doing this because of the space that is now hopefully going to be created for him in Toronto. I mean, you bring in all these names, you don't know how they're gonna play yet, but when you bring in names such as you have, these are dudes, veteran presence CFL dudes, they're gonna be able to create space. And Charleston Hughes was near the top of the sack board in 2019. I expect him to do that now where teams are going to have to figure out who the hell they want to block on the Argos front seven on any given play because there's a lot there to try to handle, which I think Charleston Hughes is going to find himself in a lot of space.
1: Respect the pick, but I will also say quick game is a great way to combat pass rush. And if you don't have a stout secondary, it's a great way around it. But on that note, we are now going to move in to rounding out our U-Sports franchises. Not rounding out. Poor choice to words. more picks. We're going to add three more players to the already great rosters. Connors, if you guys need a recap, Scott Flores is coach of the McGill Redbirds. They have Spencer Andrews, Matt Lesition, and Adam Mackart to start off with their three picks. My team is the Western Mustangs, led by Glenn Constantine. Peter Kazushka, Tyrell Ford, and the true freshman Alex Vriken because I am playing this out like I need five years of production. I'm going to take the young quarterback. Connor gets the first pick because I wowed everyone freaking, at the last spot last year or last time. I'm going with number one. I'm
0: trying to follow up the shock drop that was Alex Vriken. I don't know if I can do it here. I'm going with Wide receiver, Jalen Philpott. I still don't have a quarterback on the board, but I don't need to worry about who I want to pick for my QE1 because Wade's got one. So I am bolstering my offense going Jalen Philpott here to add to Spencer Andrews, Adam Mackart. Guys are going to be getting open all over the field. Wade's going for the five-year development plan. I'm going for the Vanier Cup now plan. He's shook. He doesn't know what to no, do. No,
1: no, I had a, I had a plan, but I, 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 might change my plan. I'm gonna stick with my initial plan. Pick one. Noah Zer, offensive guard, Saskatchewan Huskies. Lock it in. Building that offensive line. Building it. Yep, I'm, I'm going with it. I, I, I was, I really had a, an idea of just going straight skill players to bolster with freaking. I'm gonna stick with my big guy though in the middle. I I gotta build the trenches out, so we're gonna we're gonna work this through and through.
0: I like it. I like it. Peter Kazushka knows there. That's a hell of a one-two punch at offensive line already. Goodness.
1: Oh yeah, right guard, right tackle. You can Ooh. tell which side of the ball we're gonna be running towards. It's it's not a big surprise.
0: Well, I'm going to flip it around. I'm taking a lineman, but I'm taking a defensive lineman. I would like a big push up front. Make some mess. Get into the backfield. I am going with our defensive lineman of the year, Jamin Pelly. Give me another Dino. Let me keep building out.
1: I don't know. I I just I needed to get him on my squad. It's a good pick by you. I will I will congratulate you on the pick of Jamin Pelly. Time to start getting some athletes though involved in this offense. Come on down, Justice Allen. Okay. Bring it on in. We're going to we're going to use Justice Allen out of the backfield as the ultimate weapon. You you talked about my running back or my uh, offensive line. Oh yeah, Justice Allen is coming through.
0: I like it. I like it a lot cuz you can use him in so many different ways. You're not just stuck to running back with Justice Allen. So, I don't know, man. Looking at your offense right now, I do like it. I like how it's set up. A lot of different things you can do out of it. Looking at my offense, I think I need somebody who can throw the ball. I think it's time. I've got an offensive lineman. I've got two defensive studs. I've got my wide receiver one, my RB one. I need a QB one. So I am going to go somewhere that my heart doesn't really like. I'm going to cross Bronson, go to MNP Park. Carleton university tanner DeYoung, please come over to my fantasy team here he's gonna be my quarterback i'm excited to watch him rip the ball downfield to Jalen philpot hand it off to adam mackart to watch him do some damage for this type of offense i think the quarterback that i want is tanner de young he is sneaky athletic he is sneaky athletic i'm gonna have a good run game a quarterback with a hell of an arm but when he needs to he can make plays for himself with his feet. We saw him do it time and time again. I believe he has a
1: hurdle under his belt in U sports football action against your Ottawa Gigi's Nonetheless, a so,
0: clean stand up hurdle. It was a nice play. It was a nice play. So I want an athlete with an arm and that is Tanner DeYoung.
1: All right. You're going Tanner to round out your picks. I like the offense so far for you. I'm going to keep it offensive. Get Alex freaking some more help. One's off the board. I'm going to take the other one off the board, Tyson Philpott. I, I needed one of the Philpott's on here to start rounding out my receiving core. I was going to go Philpott, Allen, and another receiver. When Connor took Jalen, I kind of said, you know what? No, I, I have a philosophy of building my offensive lineup, so I'll get a second player, and now we can push forward. So to round out the three picks for today's grouping, Connor went Jalen Philpott, Jamin Pelly, Tanner DeYoung, I went Noah Zer, Justice Allen, Tyson Philpot. A lot of speed on my end, Connor. I don't know about you. I've got a tactical offense here. I'm trying to do
0: damage all over the place. I can't believe that you went with Tyson Philpot with your last pick, though. I really thought I was going to be able to get him at the turn the next time we do this with my first pick. I thought I
1: was going to be able to stack the Twins. No, sir. No can do. No promises that you get the player you want next week either. As always, though... You guys know where to find us on social media at Connor R. O'Neill, at Wade Zank, at CF Perspective. And as always, the Canadian Football Perspective Podcast Network is brought to you by our friends at Fox 40, the worldwide leaders in whistle technology. For 15% off all your return-to-play whistle needs, visit fox40shop.com and enter the code CFP15 for 15% off items like the Whistle Gator and the Tri-Layer Whistle Mask.
0: As we jump off here, I gotta go edit this podcast. And my favorite thing to do while editing the podcast, crack open a Sawdust City Beer. Sawdust City Brewing Company sponsors the podcast. They also offer brewery fresh beer delivered directly to your door. Visit their website at sawdustcitybeer.com to shop their wide variety of brews and to learn more. And if you need any flavor recommendations, beer recommendations,
1: hit up Waiter Eye. We will be happy to tell you to go pick yourself up a Mojito IPA. We have tasted the rainbow. with That is Sawdust City Beer. So free questions and answers. You guys just have to reach out. We will, of course, reply. If you have a debate between the Dad Beer or the Gravenhurst Steamer, we will ha- happily tell you. Go and rock the Dad Beer. Soft body pills. You know, binary system. We will happily tell you the answer to that one, too. You just have to ask. And this July, CFP listeners are getting an exclusive promo code. Use
0: CFP during checkout to receive free shipping on all orders over $100. Shipping is available to Ontario residents only. Must be of legal drinking age. That does it for us for the week. Go back and listen to Monday's A Block episode. We hit you with some U Sports stuff on Tuesday. Marsh and DT were back with the breakdown on Wednesday talking about all things canadian roster based in the cfl right now we've got you with all canadian here today and tomorrow on friday you will get to enjoy the friday house party with martian mellow but that does it for us for the week
1: wait enjoy the weekend stay safe COVID precautions still in place for a reason enjoy the sunshine